Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor. And today I'm joined by Allison Iconi, the community care pastor. <laughs> nice. I like that. For the audio listeners only, that was Allison's custom gesture. <laughs> um, we have Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor. Oh, salute. That was nice. We got Michael Solis, our children's director. And we have Brian Cobley, our student director. And he's pointing at the 49ers. All right. If you uh, didn't notice, people that are watching or listening, we have kind of a supersized podcast today. We only added one person, but it makes it supersized. So um, <laughs> typically... That could be insulting. I'm working on my weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that... I think I'm on the wrong panel. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that me saying that it wouldn't be taken the wrong way, but okay. Um, Michael, I love you and I'm sorry. Um, I love you too. It's awesome. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Cliff's message from Sunday, which uh, was it entitled... Be on the side of love? What was the... Yeah, choose. Choose. Live on the side of love. Live on the side of love. Okay. Now, we have... We talked about this on Monday. Do we have one more week or two more weeks of good news? Two more weeks of good news. Okay. So, I said this a couple weeks ago, Cliff. This is kind of your first series that you've, um, you know, created here at Arbor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What is the laughter about already? Well, it's like you get all the glory or all the blame if, oh, yeah. if somebody's name is the sub, you know, the authorship of it. So, yeah, so good, good luck with that, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can hardly claim authorship, so it's okay. <laughs> but it's all right. Yeah. yeah. So we're about. I mean, we're we're over halfway there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you've had um, a few other people come in and speak on this series. You've had. Um, just actually, just Scott so far, right? I was gonna yeah. say, who's the other yeah. one? Well, yeah. it'll be Allison by Allison. the time the next yeah. podcast comes out, and then Scott one more time, and we'll yep. be done. So this was this was actually your last part of good news. That's correct. Yep, that's why I picked the best news, <laughs> the best one, love, right? Yeah. Um, how have you felt this series has gone so far? I've enjoyed it. Um, we talked about the fact that um, it's hard to stop it, you know, because. The more you get into the Bible and start thinking about it, it's so, so much good news. It's kind of fun to just try and focus on that side of it for a while. And TBH, I feel like the more we've talked about it here on Sundays, the more I've looked for good news elsewhere, like Monday through Saturday. Yeah. I have felt like my eyes are open in a new way to be looking for good news. Yeah. So it's leaking and bleeding over. That's good. That's good. As long as the blood is good. That wound. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say anymore. It's a loving wound. Allison, you have a way with adjectives. No, doesn't she? Fantastic. I guess those were verbs, weren't they? Actually, yeah. You have a way with words, Allison. That's all I can say. I'll try harder. When you know better, you do better. I will do better. I think you're doing great. I like it. Um, I like it. So. I assume, Cliff, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this was relatively an easier message to put together. We talked about how love is the message that people want to preach, and we gave Scott the hard one last week, and then, you know, Scott liked to point out that you gave yourself the easy one this week. <laughs> yes, did you did. did you find yourself 
at all struggling with parts of it or was it one of the the sermons that you found like oh it's actually a little bit easier or yeah what do you what do you think of it you know i think with love there is uh, biblically there is so much that you can cover that it's more a matter of where you're going to focus and i wanted to focus on the good news but i felt like you you can't do that without also addressing how unique that love is compared to what we see it and as in the world. And so when you do that, then there's kind of the hard part of it too. And, uh, and we did, we did land on some of those things. So, yeah. And then, and then when you, in addition, when you decide not to use first Corinthians 13, but to use first uh, John four, then you have to look at some of the things that he talked about. Like, you know, if you, if you're not love, if you love God and you're not loving others, you're a liar. Ah, it's kind of hard stuff. So it is good news because of God's love for us, but there is a part to it that we have to step up to and own too. Mm. I uh, I thought it was interesting. I've um, there's there's actually quite a few churches that are um, pretty close to where I live in Linwood, and I I was driving around one day and I saw three different churches in my neighborhood, all had on the front of their their church building that their current series was good news, and we <laughs> we came out with good news. Yeah, yeah. That's way crazy. before everyone else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We came out with yeah. good news. I want to say pretty close to when Cliff got here in March. We had talked about yes. we wanted Easter to be focused on good news. And then I think after, like right before Easter, we decided that was going to be our next series was good news. But um, it's contagious. We're it's con- leaders. Do you think it might have been kept <laughs> yeah. up from we Easter? We are leaders. Yeah. What? Do you think it might have been kept up from Easter? The good news. Well, I did. I did see a lot of churches um, had good, but I think even Imprint's doing good news right now, aren't they? Did they? Did they copy off of oh. us? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we. Had I the first knew good we news. were leading in our that? field. Can you fact check that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're leading in the field here. So yeah, I, you know, I mean, how po- I'm honored. I'm certain we had the first good news. <laughs> Was that trendsetters? <laughs> Lead, I mean, leading in the field. Can I know where that? Re- what's that referencing? Is that a metaphor? No, when you're outstanding in your field, yeah. and then they have a picture oh, of a oh, cow field as in standing like, out in the field. You're I thought that was, I thought that was one of your sports references, like <laughs> oh, leading oh. in the field. I'm like, well, I don't know what sport that you're leading in the field. Maybe all right, all right. Don't oh, shame yeah. me. Right. Don't shame me. Field. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but So, Cliff, you weren't really aware that a lot of churches were, were doing this series, at least in our area. No, I've just been made aware of that. First, yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. You're accusing me? Yeah. I, I have, no, I'm I have, not, have, have a good with the signs. <laughs> no, I'm not, a, I'm not accusing. I was curious. Do you find yeah. it, uh, whenever there's a, a topic that gets yeah. preached about a lot, sometimes the challenge for a preacher, which I am not, so I'm assuming here, is that you want to make it different, right? You want to make it stand out. And I think that this week was very, I think everyone knew at some point during the Good News series, we're going to talk about love, right? And then the week before with Scott, forgiveness, he actually took a different approach. So did you find yourself when you came up with this series, was there a challenge to maybe not reinvent the wheel, but to offer a different perspective or a fresh take on Good News? Yeah, I think just just the fact that well, with what we've been coming through, you know, um, as both as a church and as a nation and as a, all the other stuff, it just felt I think for all of us. And you know, we don't. I didn't come up with this on my own. I would like to take credit if it's really good. I'll take credit. But if it's not, it was a team effort. <laughs> And we all agreed. And uh, maybe it is. Maybe it's you're, not. You're a team player, Cliff. That's that's what we've always known about you. 
<laughs> so it's it is. I think. I mean, we all felt like you know what, man. Especially in, Brian mentioned um, coming out of re- uh, celebrating the resurrection. That's the great news, you know. So it just wasn't natural to me that we we followed that, and I th- and we all agreed to it. So yeah, I think it really speaks to where this region is at. If so many of us are needing to talk about good news and focus on good news, I think it's probably in. Um, you know, probably due to last year where there was barely any good news. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love the fact that what, what Allison said about it, it's given her a little bit of a different perspective. And, and last week, um, not this past one, but the one before, when Scott talked on forgiveness, saying, man, it, it allowed me to look at forgiveness from a different angle. Just what is the good news in that? So, I, you know, it's been refreshing to me. According to our fact checker, Imprint is currently doing a series called Good News. It's got like a newspaper cover, right? It is like a newspaper cover. Yeah. That, I think that I've seen that graphic everywhere. I think that must be like on Igniter Media or something like that. It's just a different kind of news. Yeah. <laughs> a different kind of good news, right? Your voice really got like really high. In it. You know, I, I save it for certain points that I'm trying to make. <laughs> now, that, now that you're talking, Michael, could you do me a favor and hold it a little bit closer? Oh, to your mouth? man. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Um, since we're talking about Michael, Michael, you have the challenge when you come sit on this podcast that you don't have the luxury that the rest of us do. Sometimes Brian can't because he's managing the online campus, but he is also listening to the message while he's doing that. We all have the opportunity to come sit in on a Sunday morning and listen. You are running children's ministry. A lot of times you're running around. When I see you on Sunday mornings, I see you for a couple seconds, then you're off. Yeah, exactly. You're wiping the sweat <laughs> off your brow. People are throwing you Gatorades and water. Um, but I've got a good crew. <laughs> I, I have to ask, I assume that you probably watched this either yesterday or today to kind of prepare for the podcast. What was it like, you know, hearing what we talked about? Because we always kind of recap the Sunday on our Monday meeting. Was there anything that you took away from it maybe differently than, than we did? Or I guess we haven't really shared a lot of our insights. So my question, what did you take away from this? Yeah, it's so yeah, I feel like I kind of get to represent a lot of our online church because I'm kind of really focused more on the kids on Sundays. And then I catch up later with the, uh, with either YouTube or Facebook finding it and then going, but this, what I did was, uh, I've realized after the last podcast, I thought, you know what? I kind of totally snuck questions in on Brian, which didn't feel fair at all to him. And this time, I, as I was listening and taking notes, I actually thought, I'm, I'm going to see if I can kind of just say, hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking of asking. And I came up with some questions for, for Cliff. So as far as like, are we on the same page? I don't know, because we haven't really talked about it yet. But I do have a couple questions that I thought might maybe unpack some of what Cliff was teaching. Um, well, the first one was, uh, there's uh, you referred to sinners at one point in time being enemies of God. And my thought was, I don't hear that phrase being used very often when it comes to our relationship with God. And I just, uh, what was my question? Would you be willing to unpack that more? Sure. Today? Oh, 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 oh you want to be a future right sermon. This like, is good uh, news. In, in uh, a couple of weeks, we'll be doing yeah. enemies. <laughs> I I love- <laughs> That's awesome. I, I yeah. apologize to all of our uh, headphone listeners who just heard five people laughing at the top of their... Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think... No, I'm glad you asked the question because... Uh, because 
obviously, where it comes from is Romans 5, 8, right? Where it says that God died for us while we were yet sinners. And, uh, and if, if you are indifferent to God or you do not believe in God, then you are by definition not on his side. Thereby, if you're not on somebody's side, you're either an enemy or you're an indifferent. You're certainly not a friend, right? And so there's not a personal knowledge there or anything. And so I think that was, uh, that was really the emphasis was, you know, he loved us when we weren't doing anything lovable. When we didn't have, when we were completely either indifferent to him or antagonistic toward him. And, uh, and he still loved us enough to die for us. So it was just, how do we, how do we reflect that kind of love to other people? And, and I would say to other believers, you know, in our current environment, I think that's even a bigger challenge right now. Yeah. That, so. that stood out to me too. That was one of my favorite parts where you reminded us to love the people, the other fellow believers too, because I haven't seen that done beautifully this last year. It's been more of a people getting into their various camps, you know, and then pitting one against the other. Yeah, and I think that's a travesty. I, I really do. It's a poor representation of Jesus when we do that to each other. So, yeah. Wow. Brian, Yeah, I rely... Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> I rely on your, uh, your biblical knowledge. Um, it's lacking, but okay. <laughs> All right. So humble. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. We're a sassy podcast. I I know. I I don't know what it is. I can't say anything because I'm the leader of it right now. (laughs) Brian, um, was there anything that did you go through uh, Cliff's scriptures that he he spoke from? And did you notice anything Greek wise or even contextually? Because I know that you love to have your Bible open during the podcast. I love what you were saying uh, about Christians right now because when I read this, the God is love. Um, in my ESV, that's the heading that God is love. And I love the focus on God here, but when I was actually reading this, it really seems like uh, John's focus is for us to love others because of God's love. And that's actually, I, I like that. Um, and it's kind of sandwiched, not sandwiched, but the. Not the beginning of four, but right before that, it's all about love one another. So it really just seems like John's emphasis here is to go back to the the greatest, the two greatest commandments, which is love God, love each other. Um, but yeah, like as I'm looking at this, it really is all about loving one another. I mean, straight up right here, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. <laughs> As you know, we were talking about liars before we started filming this podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'm just focused on that word, but that's just so strong. Like he he is a liar. Um, but yeah, this is all about loving one another. So I'm actually super curious to know what's the context of uh, why John felt like he needed to write this. Like who was it to? What was happening for him to just focus on loving one another? And is it uh, fellow believers? Are fighting with each other or is it like they're fighting with the outside world or both yeah yeah well it may have been both but it was written to believers who were not getting along and uh so it just shows to go us that it isn't a new problem <laughs> it's not a new problem i mean john was addressing it there saying hey it's other believers and and i think the reason that is so important 
if you love Jesus, to do that and do that well is because Jesus said, they're going to know you're my disciple. How? By the way we love each other. Mm. By the way we love each other. So if we are doing a lousy job of loving each other inside of the church, then we are being a horrible representation yeah, of who Jesus. Would, who would want to come? Right, exactly. Who would want to come in these doors? Yeah. 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 If we're fighting with ourselves yeah. or just splitting for ourselves. Yeah. So I think that's why there, and then you look at God's love for us, how sacrificial it is. And I love that that's right in that same scripture because it encourages us to be willing to sacrifice to love well. Yeah, I mean, there's a thing that I used to say, um, and I knew my heart at the time, and it wasn't for any, you know, it was really just justifying me not going to church. But I used to tell people that I wouldn't go to, I didn't go to church because I don't need to go to church to know Jesus. I have my Bible, which, you know, we here on staff know that I was missing out on just a wonderful community, but that sounds like it's getting harder to find in the world because we're all fighting with each other, that wonderful community that I hope that we don't keep being bad examples to where the excuse does go, I, I can know Jesus a lot better just not going to church. Right, right. And there is a temptation with that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So for all the people out there who are thinking to themselves, I don't want to go because of all the hypocrites that they're acknowledging are there right now, please don't let that keep you away. There's always room for one more. So uh, you are welcome to come because, yes, yes, because we all have some of that. (laughs) I've actually been pretty proud of Arbor in 2021. I don't know. All these last five months? (laughs) No, I mean, before 2021 it was. (laughs) I know I'm lumping everything into 2020, like everything that was ever bad, you know, belongs in that calendar year. So I, that's, it's not true, but I think since we flipped the calendar, we've seen a difference. And I don't know if people just needed to reset a bit and flip that calendar, but I haven't seen the, um, in, um, I don't know, culture wars as much and, you know, everybody picking their favorite issue of the week to argue over. (laughs) I don't know. I I feel generally like there's been more unity and more Mm. peace. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'm not as uh, afraid to open my phone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree to that. I feel like I'm at, there's a little bit of peace right now. Mm-hmm. That's that good. just means there's a storm coming. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, I am Brian. never golfing with you. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. I was going to, I was just going to stack on something that Cliff said that I loved, which was, um, loving sacrificially, um, but you said love. Oops, sorry, 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 sorry. It was <laughs> when you said that we were gonna love even if we were gossiped about, yes. um, rejected, when we're tortured or mistreated, and when we're not loved back, that we would still choose to live on the side of love. And I remember thinking of that one, the gossiped about part stuck out to me for some reason because sometimes things do get through, you know, the grapevines and it hurts and wounds and you want to bite back. Um, And so what does love require of me in that moment is kind of an interesting question to ask oneself. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated being Mm -hmm. reminded of that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where God worked me over on this message. Really? Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you willing to love people who've done these things to you? Yeah. 
in in the church, people who are part of right. who love me, right. who are my followers, but who have either intention, even intentionally or unintentionally, uh, done those things to you. Are you willing to really love them? Oh, and boy, that's and then. Wait, what were you going to say before I say what does that look like? I was going to say, can you say that list again? So it was even when we're gossiped about, when we're tortured or mistreated, and when we're not loved back. And hurt. Hurt was one that to me, that was a word that to me, when you're hurt, because when you're gossiped about, like mm-hmm. you were just saying, Allison, that hurts, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's not true, you know? Yeah, and you want to defend, yes. which usually doesn't look very pretty or loving. Right. No. right. Now, what does it look like was one of my questions as well. Oh, And I, you know, of course you're going to answer, but I thought, immediately I thought, what is probably the most popular wedding verse out there? (laughs) You know where I'm going with this, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 is probably an answer, Mm -hmm. but I figured I'd defer to you, of course. You're the one who gave the sermon. Well, actually, (laughs) actually, I was going to ask what you do in that case. Okay. Yeah, what do you what do you do in that case to to get past that? Because I, I think I think if we if we if we would answer that each one of us when we know we're at our better selves that God's called us to be, yeah. we'd be answering that question, right? I think for, I mean for me it is when I got convicted on that it was to it was I had to go to Jesus and say I'm Lord forgive me because I've I've harbored stuff against people that I need to just forgive and and not just forgive but I need to love. Yeah, I was going to say one of the first things I would, if I'm putting in the spot, like, how are you going to do that? If all that happened to you, what would you do? I would say first thing to do is pray for that person. Yeah. Um, because it would be very hard to, to do anything bad towards that person after you just prayed for them. Right. And, you know, and not one of those prayers like, Lord, I pray that you humble that person. Yeah. <laughs> I pray yeah. for some good Smoke humbling. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like um, for me, it's usually it needs to have an outward expression because there can be um, so many inward thoughts that like it could be between me and the Lord and I could kind of get my heart right. But unless I take proper action towards that person, um, then... I don't know. I mean, it, it counts. So you're te- I know it counts. So to you're do telling me to working. text them saying, praying for you. Well, <laughs> either that or like, okay, so here's the thing. There was this um, guy who was in, in authority to me in one of my last jobs. And I had made a little sar- salty, snarky comment on Facebook, and he called me out on it and asked me to take it down. He felt like it didn't represent the church very well, and he was right. He totally was right, but I was also, I had my feelings hurt when he did it, the way he did it. So I apologized to him, and then I went to the bakery and got like this cinnamon bread thing that is like a specialty there. And I don't know if that feels like like enabling or whatever <laughs> kind of I don't know what kind of sick person I am, but I felt like I needed to do something kind towards him. Like I forgave him for hurting my feelings in my heart, but I wanted to do something good Hmm. to him for him so that I wouldn't be in a position of, I don't know. And he was allergic to cinnamon. And that's how the story ended. So So I don't know. know, I I often feel like there needs to be an action step for me to actively love the person so that I don't get, weird or bitter yeah. or whatever. Yeah. For me, one of the things that's really helpful is, is to, is to ask the Lord how he sees them. 
And to just have said, and this is, I mean, it, it has just changed completely how I've pray, wound up praying for people like Brian's talking about that. I really didn't, wasn't sure I wanted to pray for because I was hurt by them. But now I'm saying, okay, I need to pray for them because I need to get, I, I, I want to, for, Lord, I want to forgive them. I want to, I want to actually be able to love them well. But then when you say, would you show me how you see them? And, uh, and then let him minister to you with that. And boy, wow, I've gotten some different pictures completely. And then you can actually intercede on their behalf in a meaningful way. And I think there is no greater love than, than praying for people and interceding for them sincerely because that's what Jesus does for us, right? He's at the right hand of the Father praying for us now. I feel like a key to what we're talking about is humility, is a willingness to humble ourselves. I'm, I felt the microphone as soon as you stood. I was like, <laughs> I uh, Michael, can you please put the microphone close to your face? You were so quiet. I couldn't I'm even see sorry. you on the software. Thank I'm you for sorry. catching I'm sorry. I'm used to the old podcast that was oh, never yeah. on a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, I was saying, um, there, I feel like a key to this is humility. There's a sense of humbling ourselves to... You know, because there, part of this, you know, there's part of what you, your example, Allison, where you're talking about, well, I was hurt and I really, I, there's an offense that I, I should get to take up, right? There's, well, that's obviously, you know, what we're talking about. That's not what Jesus is calling us to. And that's hard. It's, it's, and I feel like, especially in our time right now, we don't see a lot of humbling ourselves out in the world at all like this is an in my opinion a chance for us as a church to really take the lead once again and go we are going to humble ourselves full humility and say you know what i i don't even maybe i was right i'm probably not i don't know i'm sorry and uh, approach issues like that and it's it's not an easy thing to do Mm. not at all Cliff, um, was there any part of this sermon that you needed to cut out, get rid of, um, just for time's sake? Or maybe you did some research, you liked something, but maybe it just didn't fit all the way with the rest of the message. Yeah, uh, some of that, some of those verses were pretty meaty. You know, I mean, there was a lot there, and to keep to keep the theme kind of centralized, there are pieces of those that you could go back and spend a lot of time just unpacking and getting into. And, um, and so I, I, I intentionally tried to leave some of those out and not get too deep into that. And I felt like some of the um, examples that uh, the example of the Rosenberg family and in uh, the example of uh, Oliver Cromwell, I didn't want to, I didn't want to ditch those because they seem like they, so fully explain some of where you I wanted to go. So that means you've got to you've got to cut out a little bit more of of just teaching stuff, you know. So um, I think I think for me at the end of the day, the thing that for me personally that um, because I think the, at the end of uh, Dave's deal of a little his prose on I am the side I am on the side of love, he says something that I resonated with so much that and that is that for most of my life. I think I've been favorably disposed to love. I think I've naturally wanted to be that way. But I've not been particularly dogmatic about it. And that that has changed now. And and I feel like, you know, he wrote that uh, not long before he uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor and passed away. And um, 
But he wrote that, obviously, prior to where we're at today. But I think today we are being called to choose, like we've never been called to choose before. And so to, that was the, the, the passion I had with that was, man, believers, fellow brothers and sisters, now is a time to choose to love the way Jesus wants us to love and to be dogmatic about it, to say, no, there, there is nothing that's going to be more important. I am a Christ follower. I'm going to follow him and do this. I am on the side of love. And so, yeah. Do you guys remember Jen Colley? <laughs> She shot me a message this morning. We were talking about encouragement, like what encourages you. And um, she was saying she loves how some people have the gift of big love. And I just love that. I love that terminology because I have known people who um, are expressive. They're unabashed with how they love people. They're not guarded. They're not like transactional and I don't know. I just thought about, I want to be gifted with big love too. Like, isn't that an amazing thing? It's vulnerability. Yeah. Being able to be vulnerable with each other and allowing someone to opening yourself up to being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> if I love you big yeah. and then you're like, no, thanks. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it like, is possible. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But oh, yeah. Rats, so I'm not getting anything back from that. I know. <laughs> And you might even be treated, you know, yes, badly yeah. back. So anyhow, I, I think I'm going to start praying in that way, like that I could be um, gifted with big love like that. Uh, I, I made this joke to you before we started filming, but I talked to you about how did you talk about the uh, agape love when uh, John writes his beloved? But I also realized that him writing that is also the example to them to love one another. Because he's telling them to agape love each other while he's calling them the object of his agape love. That was to me. That's kind of a just a fun. Like he, as he's telling them to love, he's also giving them an example while doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's what. That's what I was on my phone. For anybody watching, like, well, Brian's just texting. Right, not like, listening. can you just not? I was. I was on Logos. <laughs> On my phone, oh. the app, and I was like looking at just to make sure because he says, "Beloved, let us love one another." I was like, "I want to make sure this this is agape. Let us agape," and that's exactly what it is. It's agape. Let us agape. So you can call someone agape. Well, beloved. Beloved. Yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. It's a. I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> how, to, how to say new names for each other? It. Uh, the follow up. I to closed the it. Yeah. I realized I had the 16 pages open to yeah. log us. I had to close just because my OCD was like, "Oh no, too many, too many." Close those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I uh, I feel like we've covered quite a bit of ground. I think we can yeah. wrap up unless there's anything else you guys have that. You know, I don't want any of you laying in bed tonight saying, man, I wish I would have asked that or said this. Let me so. check my phone. Just <laughs> double check. <laughs> what did I need to say? Did you get all your questions? I, th- I, I feel good. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they got answered even if I didn't ask them. <laughs> Brian? I'm good. Allison's still checking her phone. Uh, <clears throat> ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. I loved this oh, part. Oh, yeah. Okay. Love does not um, only define God. I've never thought of it before. God defines perfect love, but he also is perfect justice, perfect peace, perfect, like um, there's more to him than just the love part. Yeah, yeah. So 
I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so. that did remind me of one other thing that I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm so glad we took this time. Uh, one of the, 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 I guess, quotes I could take away from you, you said, love lives for the benefit of others. And I couldn't help but just immediately write that down. I thought that is an excellent quote to take away. And I, I also thought it really correlates well with Galatians 5.13, which is, uh, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And I thought that's just another way to encapsulate what you had said. I thought it was great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Good teaching, man. All right, I'm going to wrap things up unless you guys have anything else. It's your last call. Last call. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just got one other thing, one other, one other quick thing. Yeah. I just got to make a shameless, absolutely shameless plug for the good news coming up on Mother's Day. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh, no. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Who's teaching? Who is teaching that week? It's a, it's a surprise. It's yeah, going to be a surprise. surprise. Yeah. Maybe the only mother that's here on the panel. <laughs> Hopefully we don't step on your toes. <laughs> it's, I, would say, I would say it's somebody from the staff, but I'm not going to say their name. Yeah. She's going to do <laughs> great. She's going to do great. She's going to do awesome. She's going to bring the message. That actually was awesome. <laughs> you listen to the message that for service. That was very funny. Joke. Yeah, that was it. good. That was really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> What? Buzzkill? <laughs> if I don't do it, we go on for an hour. No. Kill it. <laughs> oh, wait, just one more thing. No, just kidding. Uh, well, thank you all of you for taking time out of your day to um, come sit down and chat. Thank you to the listeners. Um, and make sure to come back next week. We're going to have the follow-up with that mystery speaker um, next Wednesday. I can't wait to figure out who she is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for watching, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.